Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's a new week. We've got good things on the horizon. I've got some great episodes coming up. But for today, I've got an unscripted episode for y'all that is just me shooting the shit by myself. Remember those days? I know you do. Listen, I just want to get on here and I want to talk about some of the shows I'm watching. Scripted, unscripted, raggedy, non-raggedy, unhinged, quite hinged, you know, just all the things, okay? Let's go ahead and get into it without further delay. This is your weekly episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you just want some extra insight on the scarlet witch or the marvel cinematic universe well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me I want to go home because there was no P Valley this week. Y'all know I just, (laughs) my Sunday mornings, look, I have a whole ritual, okay? I wake up. I usually go and get me a breakfast. I don't cook breakfast. I don't uh, um, find some leftovers. No, I usually go and get breakfast. You know, I listen, I like me a good, uh, a good sausage Swiss an egg uh, croissant from Wendy's with some of those uh, seasoned fried. Listen, it, it does me in, okay, with a large ice water. It gives me everything I need, okay? I like that. Maybe somewhere else, you know, might do Uber Eats from one of the local restaurants that I love that does the breakfast food. You know, it all just depends. Today, boy, oh boy, I sat there and I said, you know what? Let me just go in. I don't need to really spend money this week. I've been spending way too much money. Let me not spend money. Let me just go in here. I bought groceries this weekend, so y'all know that was $300 right there. When it got groceries, so I was like, let me just eat some of this low-fat Greek yogurt, put some granola in it, and call it a day. See, that was a bad-ass omen right there. I should have known my Sunday was not going to go as planned because I sat there, got ready to turn on the Stars app, and I see P-Valley Season 2, Episode 6. In my mind, I said, hmm? I said, I've, I've already seen this episode. What's going on? I get on the internet. The internet said, huh? I said, internet, what's going on? I don't see no new P-Valley. The Beyonce's internet said, well, look, ain't no new episode this week, bro, okay? They coming back next week, and, and I know you really want it, but damn it, they ain't got it. Listen, I was distraught from that moment on. I took my ass back to sleep. 
because I had to get up out the wild anyway to go meet some people and run some errands all damn day and stuff. But whoo, actually, I, I went to eat, you know, child. But yeah, I had to run a lot of errands after that. But anyway. I was distraught, so that, I feel like that set the tone for my week. I'm going to try to rebuke that. I'm very upset about it. Y'all know if you follow me on Instagram, my Sundays revolve around a new episode of P-Valley, and those episodes are everything, everything, and I don't like the fact that I didn't get one this week. I'll be okay, Uncle Clifford, as long as you're okay. Mercedes, you good. Autumn was T. Uh, Keyshawn, stay away from Derek, okay? Or shoot him. One of the two. Stay away from him or shoot him. No in between. Derek. Hey. Uh, you know, but I just, I, I need, uh, I'm so distraught. I'm so distraught. No new P-Valley. Whatever. I, oh, God. Oh, I'll get over it. Let me kind of switch gears because otherwise that bad juju of not having a new P-Valley episode is going to stay on me all week. So let me get that up off of me. Let me tell you about some of the stuff I got coming up on the podcast. I have some amazing guests lined up. I'm really excited about it. My bonus episode this week, I really hope y'all love. So y'all know that I have a lot of goals with this podcast. One of them, I like my ultimate goal, I would love to like, you know, work with Marvel, you know, work with some of my favorite, like, scripted shows, unscripted, like, all of that, my favorite movie. I would love to work with some of these companies, whether it's uh, just, like, facilitating conversations with some of the talent or do whatever, like, the capacity is. I would, like, would love to do a lot of that stuff. I also, though, there are, you know, everyone knows Marvel. Like, that's, you know, we, we all know Marvel. Marvel is literally the biggest thing on the planet's. So, you know, Disney owns all of the rights to all things huge. So we all know Marvel. I also love, like, I read a lot of other kinds of comics too. Like, not just Marvel, not just DC, but I love a lot of indie comics. Like, that's how we find stuff like The Boys. That's how we find stuff like Umbrella Academy. Like, all these other popular things that have, like, really jumped out there now. They're all, like, they're not Marvel or DC properties. They're other, like, smaller indie companies. And I will... Not necessarily smaller, but they're all indie companies. I um, am going to be talking to someone who has a new comic book out there. Like they, they're the owner of this like amazing comic book company. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's like all the things that I want to do. I'm finally like being able to actually kind of facilitate and I'm loving that. So hopefully I get to like, you know, hopefully y'all will all listen to the episode. Don't try me. Okay. It'd be a great episode. I need as many of y'all to listen to my unscripted episodes to listen to those episodes as well. The scripted ones. Y'all love the Marvel stuff, but I need y'all to give the other content that doesn't fall within one of those a chance. Okay. Just, you know, listen to it. It's a great interview. Y'all love the other interviews that I've done where I've talked to like stunt man and all this kind of stuff. Y'all love me in other places. I think y'all should listen. Y'all are going to really love it. And when y'all hear about what the graphic novel is about, ooh, child. I mean, they listen. They giving uh, <laughs> sex life. They giving uh, uh, euphoria. Listen, giving the girls a run for their money, okay? So y'all just stick around for that. I also have another super fun conversation that I'm, I'm really uh, ready to give to you guys where I talk to someone that's a cast member on one of my favorite favorite reality tv shows that's gonna be great i'm gonna talk to another person on uh that same show i've been trying to line up as much like great content for you guys as i can because it it has to be stuff that like is fun for me but that y'all also want to hear like you know sometimes we all get like tied down in the we we sometimes act like bravo is like the only people like generating content and that's not the case i'm one of those people like i consume everything like I consume stuff from all over and I had to start to think like you know what why aren't I reaching out like expanding my reach to other places and facilitating conversations with a lot of other like cool ass people on great ass shows and you know what I'm starting to do that a lot more and the response that I'm getting back is really positive so it's it's all good stuff is in the pipeline so I hope y'all enjoy a lot of these upcoming episodes also Let me kind of switch topics because let me talk about Love Island a little bit because I was going to tell y'all an upcoming episode right now in the USA, me and Raven, y'all know Raven, she was a guest on here recently, but you also know her podcast because it's a, you know, child, she be on the charts, okay? Y'all know Raven. Raven and I love us some Big Brother UK. 
okay? But we watch on Hulu, so you know those episodes are like two weeks behind, and we finally made it to Casa Amor. We made it to Casa Amor, darling. Listen, that's obviously, if you're a uh, Love Island watcher, you know that Casa Amor is what the guys look forward to every season. That's when you see what couples and what relationships are actually strong, like Gucci Man said, you see which ones are strong, which ones are weak, which ones are raggedy as hell, which men just like love to cheat anyway, which women are PIMPs. Like you get to see all of that. And I'm super excited to get through that. Now, listen, me and Raven already determined. We were like, look, okay, okay, we're going to have to, we got to do an episode now when uh, Casa More airs. And y'all have been. One thing that every time I do like a ask me anything on Instagram or, you know, I get in the DMs, y'all are always saying more Love Island content. Because I forgot that like how much I was covering Love Island in my stories on Instagram when uh, I was going back watching older seasons. Because, you know, I got into Love Island sometime during the pandemic. I wasn't like a day one watcher. But then I've seen so many seasons of the UK version now that I saw like the most recent US season. So like I'm all... And on it, if you watch, listen, don't let the USA version jade you up because I think UK is like leaps and bounds better than the US version. So if you're going to watch it, start with this new season. You, I was hard on it at first. I was hard on it at first. I was like, this season is not giving what the girls had said it was going to have supposed to have gave. But then when you get like past that first week, it's like, oh, Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of picking up a little bit. It's kind of picking up. Like it's, it's some good stuff. So I would advise you, if you've never seen Love Island, get on Hulu. Watch, this is season eight of Love Island UK. I would say start from the beginning while you working from home. Cause I know your ass ain't going into the office. I know you ain't paying them high ass gas prices just to drive all the way to your office to be bothered and coughed on and sneezed on by your damn coworkers. So I know you at home. So just... Let it play in the background. You'll wind up getting hooked. You'll see what Casa Amor is. And then come to me. I'll recommend some other seasons for you because season four was my shit. Season four of Love Island UK. What? Don't play with me. What? Okay. Mora and I, listen, don't play. All right. All right. I'm just saying. Listen, there's a girl on this season of Love Island. Her name is Ekin Sue. Now, if you follow me on social media, then you know every single day I have to put up an Ekansu appreciation post because Ekansu is what a Love Islander should be, okay? That is what a Love Islander should be. Ekansu gives the girls everything we need. She was not an original. She came in to shake shit up like that second week. And baby, baby, did we need Ekansu. From the moment she joined this show, this season has been through the roof, baby. It has been everything I needed. I'm obsessed with Ekansu. I want her, if it doesn't work out with Davide in the end, I want her to have her own spinoff, uh, uh, Sue in the city, or, uh, uh, Sue friends instead of girlfriends, Ekansu secure. I don't know. You know, we go, we go find her a show because Ekansu is everything, okay? Ek- I'm gonna put that on the shirt. Ooh, Ekansu is everything. I wonder, I'm a. you know what? I'm going to make a shirt and I'm going to walk around Memphis, this ghetto ass city. And I'm going to see who recognizes what my shirt means. If anybody says, oh my God, what? Yay. We, I'm love, love. What? Yeah. Then like, I'll make a friend for life. Then if they watch Marvel too, we're besties. Like automatically, I got to get your number. Just tell me what's T, what's up, what's T. So that'd be good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, this week is when we'll get some new episodes. I'm looking forward to seeing how Casa Amor shakes out. I hope that Tasha gets her ass off my TV because Tasha annoys me like no other. Every time you look up, she crying. The damn boy she with, Andrew, he just as bad as her because he a weak-ass, punk-ass, trick-ass little boy that just lets, he gets walked out. Oh, they annoy the hell out of me. But I'm hoping, see, if any of my UK listeners are listening, don't ruin it for me. But I'm hoping that the girls... See, let me tell y'all. The girls came in. Because, you know, with Casa Amor, if you're not familiar, the girls or the boys get, like, shipped off to another house. And then the, uh, the opposite sex stays in the villa that they're in. And then they get a whole new set of the opposite 
you know, uh, a sex to like be attracted to and to get to know over like a week. And then they decide if they want to take one of them back to the house or if they want to go back to like the person they were in a relationship with on the island. Oh, it's, it's a lot. The girls that came into the villa, cause the boys stayed at the villa while the girls went to Casa Amor. The boys were there. And then the girls came in like this new fresh set of like six girls, I think. Yeah. Six girls, six guys over in Casa Amor. So the girls come in and they're telling Andrew, this guy that I was just telling you about who annoys hell at me, mostly because of his relationship with Tasha. They basically tell him like, it's obvious, like, cause okay, these people like, they aren't sequestered or anything. These people have been like watching along like on TV, like the rest of us peasants (laughs) until they get a call from production saying like, okay, bitch, get your best thong, get a a clog sandal, get you like, you know, get you a little something, something, get you a bouffant to put up in your hair, a little uh, scrunchie, get you some tape weave and all that. and, And come on, it's your time to shine, baby. And when they get the call, that's when they go in the house. So they are a lot more privy to the way these relationships actually work than like if they were sequestered and just coming in for like, you know, whatever for the first time. So, whew, I'm going to mouth in a minute. So these girls come in and one of the things that comes up, they ask him like, so are you pretty set on Tasha? Well, you know, he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really set with her. She's the girl. No one can make my hat tie. You know, UK, they always coming up with that shit. No one can make my hat tie at this point. No, it's just, and they basically tell him like, look, dude, it looks like on TV that you a big ass chump. You a chumpity chump chump, okay? It looks like you are a lot more interested in her than she is in you. It looks like you getting pimped, and it looks like the moment she goes and gets another dude, then her head is going to turn, and you would just be looking over here looking dumb, and all your boys back home going to be like, what? Oh, uh, what? Boo, uh, you suck, Andrew. And child, it got to him because his ass is over there crying. He was ready to end all this. He was ready to jump off the damn uh the cliff on the damn villa. So it worked. So I'm hoping this week, my hope, okay. So my hope for Love Island UK this week. I'm hoping, number one, that Andrew ends up coming back or being standing there with a girl and Tasha comes back with no one because I don't think she's going to actually try. I think that she is into him, but she's very terrible at showing it. And she's very insecure. So I don't think she's going to go after another guy. I don't think she's going to give another guy too much like actual opportunity. And I think he is going to be like, okay, I'm panicking. I've been looking like a fool apparently this whole time. Let me make a connection with someone and let me get a new friend. Number two. I So Ekansu is like the perfect Islander. But I was never really a fan of Davide. He's just one of those guys that strikes me as the one that like stares in the mirror all day. That like when they're masturbating, they just look in the mirror at themselves. They don't need porn or they don't need a spank bank or anything like that. They just look at themselves and then and then it's it's all over. So I men that are that vain have never. Uh, it's just kind of I don't know. It's it, it, not my cup of tea. And he's always giving me that. And then he always gives me like way too prideful. Like he'll never like admit anything that'll make him look lesser than like he's one of those kind of people, but his relationship with Ek and Sue brings me around to them. Like they had one of the best dates I've seen on Love Island when they went grape stomping. It was like, you could feel the sexual tension and just the attraction between them. You could feel all of that in the air. So It makes me like him more, but I'm hoping that for the sake of drama, I hope that both of them come back to the villa with new people. I hope he gets attracted to one of these girls and he brings her. And I hope that Ekansu gets one of these guys. This will be like the fourth or fifth guy that she'll be attached to. I love that. See, these girls usually are so like, attached to the guys you know the guys go to casa more and just do these girls dirty like it's always so hard to watch so like when you get a breath of fresh air like ekansu that comes in and she's like <laughs> i'm gonna pimp you motherfuckers i like i love it i am all about it okay so that that's my heart i love Miss ekansu but i do hope that both of them do the other one dirty because i would love to see that i would also number three as much as I love India and Dami together, I would be okay if India brought like another one of them chocolate Hershey 
bod, basketball, play, one or another nigga home, okay? You know I reserve one end bomb for the episode every time. I hope she bring another nigga home, okay? That's really my hopes and dreams for her. I want her to bring another man home. Dami, I think, hmm. He strikes me as the type to, like, he wants to do some other things, too. So, I think he'll wind up with somebody else, too. But I hope India doesn't end up looking like a fool and thinks she's just going to go back and then not give these guys a chance. I don't know. I, I hope not. I also hope that, okay, number four. I hope that Danica, I, obviously, she's going to come back with someone because she has no connection in the house. But I'm kind of hoping that Paige maybe gets with a new guy, too. Like, I don't know why, but Jock just... He don't do it for me. Like, he, he's way too jokey, and his jokes, I feel like, are sometimes at the expense of other people, and I don't like that. Like, he is, I don't know, he do too much. So, if Paige came back and, like, wrecked him, that'd be amazing. Also, ooh, 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 number five, the thing I hope more than anything else. I hope Luca finally wises up, gets a new girl, and realizes how terrible and horrible of a person that Gemma is. Gemma has to be the worst. Every time I think of the name Gemma, I think about New York Tiffany Pollard reading the dog fuck out of Gemma on Celebrity Big Brother. That's a the different story for a different day. But I hope that Luca, and not Luca from the Disney movie, Luca and Bruno, not them. I hope that Luca wises up with them veneers, and I hope that he gets him somebody else that maybe is a lot less combative and just like, then feelings denying is I don't know. I always have to run my feelings by like Raven or somebody else that's watching Love Island UK because I'm like, I feel like I'm not giving these people a fair shake. But when she's like, no, I hate her too. I'm like, okay, I feel so vindicated. So we all hate Gemma. <laughs> if me and Raven hate him, no, we all hate him. It's 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 okay. So Gemma, girl, dust. Are y'all watching Big Brother? So I'm I'm actually enjoying Big Brother this season. Uh, not me saying I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying Big Brother this season. It uh the first week was a lot more event packed than I expected it to be. So I'm very happy about that. I thought it was gonna go in an entirely different direction, and then bam! At the fifth minute, it goes an entirely different way. I love me a twist. Okay, that's one thing. And then it it, it ended up getting rid of one of the people I hated the most in the house. So. Uh, I won't dwell on that too much. Y'all know every now and then, me, Amanda, and Donnie, we get together on our other podcast, Big Brother Breakfast Club, and we talk about all things Big Brother. So don't expect a weekly recap of that show because we all, our lives are just like in, you know, disarray. Amanda has a new baby, a little cutie, a little cutie now, so she has to take care of. Donnie has a new job. Me and Donnie actually have new jobs that are just like, whoo, ridiculously crazy. Y'all know I moved into management in my job and it is child i'd have to i'd i'd talk to people all from sun up to sundown i'm either in a meeting helping a team member or so like it's a lot i didn't think show lord anyway uh we all got new kind of little responsibilities that we're you know tending to so we have to try to align schedules perfectly to like either bi-weekly or monthly but we do want to talk big brother so when that comes out, y'all know I link it in my uh, my description, so we'll keep y'all abreast of that. But I will say it's very early in the season. Go ahead and watch those three, four, five, depending on how when you started. Go watch those episodes, crank through them, and join the season with us. I think it's pretty good so far. I think it's obvious who the next target is going to be. I'm rooting for someone in particular. But I hope y'all enjoy. Just start with us and so we can all kind of... Uh, you know, we can all kind of ride this out together. I usually ask y'all if y'all go watch Big Brother with me and y'all pay me dust, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm used to y'all paying me dust. It's what y'all do best. So uh, let's move on because I asked y'all a couple of questions on Instagram and I want to kind of give y'all the poll results. So I asked you guys, look, we got a lot of like Real Housewives of Orange County news. Now, you know, I give them girls the bare, I mean, bare minimum okay minimum wage is what i give their asses because they don't give us much more than that so the only thing they really gave from this past season was noella's intro look okay and her posing in the cast picture everything everything the hair everything come on first black oc housewife you better do but anyway i was i was very curious about how y'all felt about a lot of these 
these news bites that came out this week about Orange County. So let me kind of go through them and I'm going to tell y'all how y'all kind of responded to all of this stuff. So first and foremost, I asked if you guys were excited about the return of our messy queen, Tamara. 74% of y'all said you're excited that you need her. 26% said stay away from me with this Apollo, meaning you do not want to see Tamara Judge come back. Tamara Judge is needed on this show. I will not hear otherwise. Even if you're not a, a, a Tamara fan, you know that she is, she's the false, the force multiplier over in Orange County. She's the one that's needed. She is the one who really drives the plot. Like the way Giselle drives the plot, you might hate her or love her. Giselle drives the plot in uh, Potomac. She is all things, all roads lead back to her. And that show does not move if she is not there. Same thing with Tamara. Cause when she's not there, you get last season and the season before that. So, yeah, I don't think any of us want any more of those seasons. So, I'm okay with her coming back. I then asked you guys, are you upset that Vicky wasn't invited back? Because that's what we found out too. Found out through Gio, oh, messy ass. Gio from uh, Real Housewives of New York and Ultimate Girls Trip. She didn't brought her ass in here making all kind of fuss. And she didn't piss Tamara off and Tamara and cussed her ass out on Instagram. But that's a story for a different day. I said, are you upset that Vicky wasn't invited back? Or was that the right decision? Overwhelmingly. Hear me again. Overwhelmingly. 86% of you said, no, she sucks because right now we're all seeing her on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and none of you seem to be impressed. 14% of you said justice for Vicky. So, Chad, maybe the 14% of y'all can get together and, you know, go see some dirt and grass and, you know, talk to Bravo and maybe they'll, maybe they'll consider it. But right now, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards. Then I got really messy. I asked y'all. Since Tamara is back to give the show everything it needs, do we still need Fancy Flops, a.k.a. Heather Dubrow? I gave y'all three options this time. <laughs> so the first one was, yes, Heather, meaning you want Heather and all things Heather and all things Dubrow, and you want another tour of that damn houses if we haven't gotten 13 tours already. 19% of y'all said, yes, Heather. 39% of y'all said she brought nothing but a bad attitude. And then 42% of y'all said, well, maybe with Tamara back, she won't flop as much as she did last season. And you know what? I'm willing to go with that. You know me, I was, I'm all about getting Heather the hell out of there because Heather, one, is too ego-driven. I'm almost positive she's the reason that Noella isn't back because Noella is the only, only source of drama that they had last season. Last season was the absolute pits okay the only thing good about last season was how much emily made me laugh that was literally the only thing and noella in her fashions i'll give her that and noella in her chaos okay i'll give her that too but those were only good things about the real housewives of orange county last season so heather and her like i'm always trying to cast the show around my friends that aren't interested and they look just like me and they look like stepford wise and uh the, you'll hate them as much as you hate me not interested heather sorry i just I don't, I don't know what to say, but I'm willing to go with that. Maybe if Tamara comes back, she'll give Shannon and Heather the lightning bolt jolt of realization. And, you know, you know what? Maybe it'll be like Marlo joining the Real Housewives of Atlanta in a full capacity. Because now Candy, let me, this is the best can season Candy has had in a long time. Like, Candy is working. Candy is leading. Candy is driving. And Candy most importantly, is reacting because she has to react to Marlo on an episode-by-episode basis. So I'm willing to go with it. Maybe Tamara coming back would be the equivalent of Marlo bringing everything out of candy, except in this case, it's Heather DeBro. Rumor also has it that Alexis, Alexis Bellino, may come back too, which I don't know why this rumor tickled the hell out of me, but hey, here we are. Alexis might come back, and a lot of us have been like, you know, we've said over the years that Alexis coming back wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, Jesus Jugs always did do what Jesus Jugs needed to do, so I might be okay with that. Heather needs some adversaries too, so I'm hoping all these girls that are coming back are really there to, like, shake the table, to give Heather all of the bad juju that she needs because she deserves all of that. Now, I asked y'all this. 
apparently Alexis Bellino is pretty fucking polarizing because y'all were almost dead even split on this. Now we love a polarizing figure, okay? So I'm not mad about this. 47% of y'all said that Alexis being back is what we need. It's what we deserve. It's what we want. And 53% of y'all said, girl, go back to below deck, child. <laughs> not a messy for putting that. Noella. Noella? I'm honestly like, I'm low-key gagged, gooped, uh, distraught over the fact that Noella was fired because... She single-handedly, like, single-handedly carried last season on her back. So, it's all really weird to me. I said, was this the correct decision to fire the first black OC housewife? Or should she have gotten another season? Now, 69% of y'all said that she deserved a second season. 31% of y'all said she better go find a chiropractor. <laughs> why do I make these choices so damn obnoxious on Instagram? I don't know. And why did I throw in there that she was the first black housewife? I just wanted y'all to know, okay? <laughs> and then the last bit of OC news that we got was that uh, Dr. Jen, I think that's her name, because child, I've been calling her later the wrong name for I don't know how long. Dr. Jen will not be returning, and I don't think anyone, ooh, how do you say, I don't think anyone will miss her. She gave oof, nothing, not a zilch. She gave nothing. No, she didn't give us a damn thing. So I asked y'all, will you miss her? And four, yes, one, two, three, four. Four percent of y'all said justice for Dr. Jen. And the other 96% said, was she even really there? No, the fuck she wasn't. So bad, Dr. Jen. Noella, I'm upset about you. Welcome back, Tamara. Alexis, you bring your ass back, too. And Heather, I guess you can stay since these girls are about to torture your ass all damn season long anyway. I also ran through a couple of, like, poll questions about Ms. Marvel, which ended last week. So I asked y'all, did the show live up to your expectations or did you not have any? So 34% of you said that the expectations were met. 47% said expectations were exceeded. So, okay, Miss Marvel. And then 19% said what that word means. So y'all dumbasses didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. But I love every single one of y'all dumbasses. I, I, you know, I, I just, I love y'all dumb. Listen, I don't know why people get so offended when they call dumb, okay? Dumb people help the world go round. A lot of people got babies because, you know, <laughs> you know what, let me move on because I was about to hurt some feelings out there. Now that you've seen all six episodes, are you okay with her power change or was it never an issue for you? A lot of y'all like the power change. Uh, uh, 18% of you said that you've come around to it and then the rest just said, bitch, wait, because y'all don't read the comments and y'all didn't know it was a damn power change to begin with. Now, most importantly, which is what I really want to know, I said that Kamala Khan is a mutant in the MCU, not an inhuman like she is in the comics. See, I said, were you okay with this change or were you distraught because, you know, you you a comics girl, you a black bolt girl, you know, you are ABC inhumans kind of girl, you are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. girl, what's the question? So most of you, over 50%, said, bring me mutants. I know that's right, because we can't fully flush out the Scarlet Witch story until we get those mutants in the MCU. 7% of y'all said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., baby, give me inhumans. So that's a very small percentage of y'all that really wanted her to remain an inhuman. I mean, I, I could care less either way, but I've been waiting. You know, I've been waiting for the mutants to come to the MCU for the longest, so... This just means that they're actually here now. Kamala Khan is our very first MCU mutant, and I couldn't be happier. The rest of y'all said, nah, I don't give a damn, because I don't read the comments like that no way. So, you know. I then asked y'all, more important than anything, I said that, uh, which guy do you ship with Kamala? Because listen, Kamala got options, okay? Kamala pulls the men's, okay? Her milkshake brings all the boys to the... Like, Kamala got the guys, okay? And I love that for her, okay? We need more uh, female superheroes with actual options because y'all get them one and they're supposed to be stuck struggling and, uh, you know, in those trauma relationships for life. But Kamala got three good-ass options. Now, most of y'all, of course, want her to be with Bruno, you know, that's her childhood friend. He's the one, he's her guy in the chair, all of that. 22% said Cameron. And then the remaining, like, 28% said Kareem, a.k.a. Red Dagger. I know that's right. Yeah, listen, you can't go wrong with either one. So, Kamala, Kamala, okay. <laughs> 
And then I asked if this show actually like hyped you up for uh, the Marvels and overwhelmingly you all are really hyped for that movie now. Me too. I love all of that. I am ready for the Marvels. I can't believe you have to wait an entire year because remember, it switched places with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and that's fucking sucky, but that's okay because I'm looking forward to that movie too. So it'll all be okay. And if you haven't watched Ms. Marvel yet, get your ass on your couch and start it. It's only six episodes on Disney+. Plus. It's an amazing little ride. I think you'll love it. Moving on. Um, so my DVR didn't record the newest episode of Married to Medicine. So, uh, yeah, I got to watch that when it, uh, when it's available on, on demand. So, uh, my bad. <laughs> Moving on again. <laughs> I mean, I love the premiere. Good premiere. Well, I didn't love it, but it was a good premiere. So, I mean, I'm excited for the season. Y'all know I can't just always be, you know, 10 out of 10s with anything related to marital medicine. Even though I still contend that it's the best show on Bravo. I can't always be happy because I just want Mariah back. Mariah, even though that's never going to happen. That's like people like saying they don't want to watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta without needing. It's not going to happen, but it's just, it's a different show. That I mean, it's bad. It's just different. And it takes a little while to get used to different shows. And that's the little phase that I'm in right now. Because last season started off a little slow, but then it finally picked up when Quad kind of came in. Now, keep in mind, this year, Quad is there from the beginning. So maybe, you know, maybe we get a little something, something going real fast. I don't know, but it ain't my business. I'll update that on y'all next time when I actually watch the damn show. Are you guys watching Basketball Wives? I ask y'all all the time on Instagram, and it seems like a good number of you are, but more of you could be, so that upsets me. Um, I The thing that annoyed me most recently on Basketball Wives, huh, we had this like whole thing where Brandy and Malaysia had this like beautiful sit-down and looked like they wanted to get in a better place with their friendship. They forgave each other for all of the BS that they had gone through. And then, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. You go around everybody you can, telling them that you don't trust Malaysia, talking behind her back. No, it'll never be what it was, and all this kind of stuff. Not even giving the friendship a chance. You know, you can go on out to eat with the girl, drink with the girl, all this kind of stuff. So you coming across a little two-faced in this situation. Like, if you, I hate people that say that they forgive somebody and then constantly throw whatever it is in their face every chance you get. Let it the fuck go. Let it the fuck go okay and that's annoying the hell out of me so now they back into it every chance they get uh malaysia brings these random friends around who are always beefing with somebody in the group this time angel brings called a stray i mean a stray and it was kind of funny i ain't gonna lie because angel didn't know what the hell is going on she's like now why am i in it because you on the damn show so they put your ass in it and then british got all hype about this she mad at her listen british you need to save some of that uh, energy for the federal government. Because every time I look up your ass getting arrested or getting indicted on something. So you just, you need to direct your anger to the correct place. I don't know if Malaysia is where your energy needs to be directed right now. Maybe Lorenzo. Directed at Lorenzo with his, uh, big, you know, ooh, I almost got canceled. I was about to say something about that man so mean. I'm, I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing not to. I'm actively choosing not to. I'm not going to do it. Lorenzo, you, I'm not going to do it. Maybe your energy British should go towards Lorenzo or getting another man or, you know, fighting them charges, you know, because you got some charges to fight. This ain't Jen Shouto, but, you know, you got some things against you. Child, I hope you ain't going to got no PPP loan. <laughs> and now you got to pay them people that shit back. I don't know. You claim to be rich, though, so I don't, I don't know what's happening. I want y'all to watch Basketball Wives. Can y'all get caught up on Basketball Wives, please? The seed, like, it's mid-season. The uh, the rest of the season is going to be good. Brooke and Jack is still got to uh, get their damn fighting on and stuff. It's going to be good, so I want y'all to watch it. I got enough people to talk about it with, but I can always use more to talk about it with because I'm loving it. Oh, it's a little hard, though, because... Now, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette is back. Bachelor, yeah, Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is back this week or this past week. And I enjoy, I really enjoyed 
the first episode. So now that's kind of competing with my time on Mondays. Oh, Lord, it's a lot going on. So I we all got to figure it out, okay? Another thing that just kind of came to a close while they just, you know, Bachelorette is heating up. Uh, Love and Marriage. I about to say Love and Hip Hop DC. Love and Marriage DC starring Monique Samuels from the Real Housewives of Potomac. They just ended and their reunion is coming up. Now, I will admit I'm a little behind. I'm only like two episodes behind, but I'm getting, I'm binging and I'm going to get caught up. I'm, the show like quickly ramped up and it's gotten really good. I suspect that next season, Winter is going to have her destiny moment. So if you watch Love and Marriage Huntsville, then you know Destiny was not a main cast member her first season, but then she quickly, you know, kind of rose in the ranks because we like us some Destiny, okay? We love us some Destiny. And she got those opening credits. Winter is way too integral of a part of this story not to be a main cast member next season. I think that maybe she was in a running to be one, but then their marriage got in that divorce got a little messy. And you know how, well, listen, we've seen it a million times with Housewives. I don't know, but I got a feeling that she's going to be ramped up because really, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know y'all don't want me to say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Winter is the star of this show. Ashley, don't get me wrong. Ashley Silva, definitely a reality star in the making. Monique Samuels, good, you know, good, a good lead for this show to get people like a good draw. That's what I said. A good draw in for the show to get them watching. But to me, Winter has really been like, Winter's been the center of all the drama. Winter can hold her own. She's not afraid of these girls. I like me some Winter. Both her and the season, okay? Winter is coming. I love it when it's cold outside. They ain't got shit to do with what I'm talking about, but... I just want y'all to know I hate this damn heat. This heat makes me angry. I want to go and punch somebody in their goddamn mouth because it's so damn hot outside. It's all Every time I look at my phone, it's 138 degrees outside, and y'all just expect me to be alive. I don't understand how this is happening. It's so damn hot. Oh, Lord, I'm getting off topic. Let me just, oh, Lord, let me move on. Y'all get caught up on Love and Marriage DC so we can talk about that. Oh, but most importantly, even if you wait till the season's over, I still want you to binge it. But coming up on the same day that Beyonce drops her new album, another own television show, reality show, that I love. And I used to have y'all watching it with me every single week. And y'all loved y'all some Bell Collective. Y'all, it's two weeks and the Bells are back, okay? And we all go watch it together. Don't play with me. We all. Oh, go watch the Bells. I love me some Bells. I got to get a few more people to go ahead and binge them eight episodes, season one. I loved that cast. I loved that season. I loved it all. And I was so shocked because over the past like year, the number one question y'all ask me is, when the hell are the Bells coming back? When Carlos dropped that trailer, it was the biggest shock to me because I had no clue if they were actually filming or what was going on. The Bells are back. Hemi. Antoinette is no longer on the show, but they've gotten two women to replace her. And one of the women's name is Sogucci. <laughs> I wish that was my name. I love that name, Sogucci. And so um, I have high hopes for this season. Another great season. Y'all know Marie. Marie is not going to let y'all down. Marie about to cut the hell up on this TV, and I'm ready for it, okay? So y'all go and watch uh, season one of Bell Collective on demand too so we can have it to talk about as well. Let me end this episode with touching on some of the housewives, okay? So I want to start off with Dubai because Dubai really gave me my biggest talking point of the week as far as like conversation with friends because when I got online and when I watched Watch What Happens Live, I couldn't understand why people were treating Caroline Brooks, that is, we don't treat Caroline Stanberry anyway because we don't acknowledge her bloop. But I couldn't understand why Brooks was being treated with such like vitriol over the way that like she reacted to how they were talking about her parenting. It was so weird to me. So let me explain the situation, at least the way that I perceived it, because people were, you know, people, they like to be revisionist historians, child. I don't I don't make the news. I, <laughs> I just tell y'all the way that. I saw it. Now, these are my eyes, and if you don't like them, you can pluck them out and give me two words. <laughs> Shout out to the, the God Nene Leaks, because who y'all be doing it? So, Caroline has been debating whether or not she's going to uh, put her son in boarding school. 
So she asked Sarah, who was over her house, and she has her two best friends like in town from America, I guess. They're there. And she asked, uh, you know, Sarah, what do you think about boarding school? Is it okay? And they start having like a conversation about boarding school. And then the conversation kind of pivots. And Sarah says, can I say something to you? I don't want to offend you. And Sarah's, uh, you know, Brooks is like, yeah, go ahead. You know, thinking that they're about to go to a whole other subject. She says, I think you need to be more affectionate with him, with your child. And basically like critiquing her parenting style. Brooks takes it on a chin, but then, you know, she's kind of telling her, oh, no, I was, uh, you know, I, I don't think that I'm, you know, not close to him just because I told him to use his utensils to cut his chicken or something, you know, that kind of stuff. And they're kind of going back and forth. But then the best friends jump in and he's like, your mother was super compassionate with you. And she's like, no, the fuck she wasn't. Like, my mother was a militant hard ass. Like, she was not about, like, that affection and stuff. But it made me the woman I am today. So, why, uh, you know, you might not think that, you know, you might not think that I'm uh, super affectionate or whatever you want to call it. But, like, y'all are making it seem like it's, like, this horrible thing. And, like, which is super crazy to me that anybody would have the audacity to say that to somebody else. But, and so, they end up getting into it very badly like she cussed it and everything she has a very explosive reaction but based on what i saw i couldn't figure out why people were thinking she was crazy like i would never see but let me tell y'all something the black housewives of bravo get treated in comment sections across social media platforms very differently so when I was looking at like the Watch What Happens Live crowd, the um the the Bravo Instagram account crowd, it was very much coming across as uh Brooks is this violent, like why would you speak to your friends that way? You're very evil. Like, why would you do that? I used to like her, but she's because you know the you know, a black woman can only let you down once and then y'all throw them away, child. So they're saying all this kind of stuff. But then I went to like the neighborhood talk who actually posted a clip from the episode. The comments in that section were entirely different, like entirely. They were like, how dare you question someone's, uh, you know, parenting skills. That might not be the appropriate reaction, but you can't poke a bear, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it really seems like, I don't want to say it's a, a racial thing, but it seemed like people reacted incredibly different. And so I, I don't think I put a poll. No, I didn't make this a poll because I was like, that's my opinion. You know, Tamara judge, that's my opinion. I'm standing on the 10 toes tall and y'all can say whatever y'all want to say, but I just didn't think that her reaction was that bad. Cause I might've jumped across the goddamn table at Sarah. Like, don't talk about my parents and me and my son are very close, especially since we've been seeing since like the beginning of this show, how much affection she actually shows him. So coming in and seeing her like, you know, reprimand her child for like not, not even reprimand. She just asked him, can you please use both pieces of silverware to cut? I don't think it's really weird. Like I would never have the audacity to go in somebody else's house and tell them about their child, like how to raise a child. I don't know. Very weird. We all, I mean, listen, I told y'all before y'all got unmitigated gall. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the kind of thing y'all are used to, but I would never do it. I would never go into someone else's home after they've made me a meal, after they've had their maid sit there and cut my damn chicken for me. I would never tell them about their poor relationship with their child. Like, that's a lot. And then some people kind of justified it as saying, well, she asked her what she, no, that girl, she did not ask them about her parenting. She asked if she should put her son in boarding school because she knew Caroline Stanberry had gone there too, and Sarah knows Caroline Stanberry. Like, what's Oh, y'all trying it. Y'all trying it. Don't try me today. I'm saying don't try me. We we go leave Caroline Brooks over there. By the way, shout out to Lisa Milan just because I love her and I'm obsessed with her. Like you don't get it. I'm obsessed with Lisa Milan. Okay. And her husband. They're currently in Jamaica. Her, her husband and them kids. I love them all. I just love their family. Maybe they'll adopt me one day because I ain't doing too well in life. <laughs> Not nearly as well as buying 20, uh, was it? $1,200 ice cubes to put in my pool. I ain't even got a damn pool. So I don't know. I, I could be doing better. So Lisa, if you want to adopt me, here's my official plea. Now Lisa, Renner, cover your damn ears. I'm not talking to you, heifer. I'm talking to Lisa Milan, College Hill, Dubai. 
Lisa Milan. I'm not talking to you, Renna. So you just go and sell that uh, cremation funeral home makeup that you be selling to all these people out here. This Kylie Jenner knockoff, Rihanna Fenty knockoff ass makeup you be selling that goes right into. Uh... <laughs> you know what, Lisa Renna? Maybe if you so, you know, I'm not even gonna do this with you. I'm not gonna do this with you, Lisa, because I do this with you every week. Me and you get to arguing, and then you don't respond back because I be arguing about my damn self. Is I I've never added you though because I don't want to talk to you, Lisa. But I'm not gonna do this with you. I'm not gonna do this with you. Let me move the hell on. Damn, I gotta move on to Beverly Hills. Ain't that some shit? Erica Jane apologized to Garcelle. Garcelle accepted. Kyle got checked <laughs> and all of that needed to happen, okay? Because, well, it's maybe Garcelle accepting, but that was her decision. You know, if you come to me correct, it was a better apology than we've seen from Erica in the past. I will say that. Much better. It was actual ownership. She acknowledged all the bad shit she did. She even complimented Garcelle's parenting style. So it's a better apology than we're used to getting from her because normally she won't even offer anybody an apology. So very different. Very proud of her for that. What I couldn't understand is why the hell Kyle tried to jump in and then got her ass chin-checked by Garcelle. Now, see, that's the thing. When you want to come from somebody, Kyle is not used to not being in control on Beverly Hills. That's the issue. She's used to kind of like always being the one driving the ship. It's her show. She's the OG. She's used to being that cast member that like kind of produces from the sideline. Y'all know we call Kyle Richards one of the biggest producers at Bravo. The problem is there's a new alpha in town and her name is Garcelle Bouvet. And Garcelle checks that shit every time she sees it. She saw Kyle making those faces and all that, huh? And called it out immediately. And what Kyle is not used to is getting getting called out on here. So I love it. And I hope to see a lot more of it. And I love the fact that we had Cherie in this moment come forward and say, I think what she's saying is she needs you to be neutral in this moment. That's why she keeps saying you jumping ship with your jumping ass. I love the fact that Garcelle finally has some backup. Now, don't get me wrong. Sutton is a great friend for Garcelle, but Sutton is kind of a punk. (laughs) So Sutton is not the kind of person I would want to have my back. Like, we, you know, we can be cool, but I need somebody that's going to jab. If I'm getting into a fight with somebody at the club, I need somebody that's going to jab at his ass. Like, I need you jabbing right with me. Oh, don't make me fight alone. I need all of us to be in that motherfucker fighting, okay? And Sutton is the type to try to go and call the police. Like, oh, girl, I need you to calm the hell down. Like, that's not what I need in my life. I don't need you doing that. I need a ride or die. I need somebody jabbing, stabbing, and trying to kill. I know you listen. I... Don't actually kill him, no, because I don't need to catch no case, but I need you doing a lot more than what you be doing. And now that we got Sheree, you are relieved of your duties. Speaking of sudden, what the hell was this argument about at the end of the episode? Like, I truly don't know. Sudden and Diana, for some odd reason, met up. I guess they were trying to be friends again, child. I don't know, but Diana's weird. Get her the hell off my TV. I'm not impressed. Them two little ass hats she be wearing, all that lip licking she be doing, that the dumb, the dumbest comebacks. And I just, Diana, you are a flop. You are just not giving what the girls thought you were gonna give. And the problem is, you're so rich that they thought you would be kooky or eccentric, or that you would give some good reads, or you just wouldn't care, or at least you'd be interested to look at. You've given us nothing. You've given us nothing of the sort. It's just. Uh, Diana, I don't know what it is. And so her and Sutton sat there at the table going back and forth arguing because Sutton thought that they were getting to a better place. Diana was uh, pimping her ass, basically not wanting to... I don't know what... I, I don't know. I don't know what Diana's goal was. I don't know what the mission is here. Diana, you, to impress me, you got to really come up. You got to really move forward in this mid-season trailer whenever we get it because... Right now, I don't see it for you, sis. And then, you you know, you prove that you say anything online, black content creator and all like this. So we already don't see it for you there, but I just don't see it for you, sis. This argument was so stupid. It seems like you're trying to have, I don't know what happened from when y'all came back from this first trip y'all went on, but it feels like somebody got in your ear and talked to you and said, you know what? 
you need to step it up. Like, we've announced you as a full-time cast member. You need to step it the fuck up. Beef with who you need to beef with. Look for a moment. Do something. I just need you for this season. Now we'll let you out of your contract for next season. But you got to you gotta give us something. And it looks like that's what version of my costume. Not my costume. <laughs> that's what... Chad, what am I talking about? I started daydreaming talking about these motherfuckers. Let me move on because... I don't give a damn about Beverly Hills. I, you know, I'm, I'm watching Beverly Hills. I don't want to say I don't give a damn about it. It's not my, it's not my ministry. It's not my vocation. I watch solely every week for Garcelle because Garcelle is my favorite, and she's the only one on there that is even remotely logical in anything. So, you know, if you want to get me really into Beverly Hills, you got to drop at least two members of the Fox Sports Five. I've had my recommendations. I won't say who, but. Just get him out of here, and I don't know. I'll stop daydreaming while I'm talking about him. How about that? That seems like a fair trade to me. Last but not least, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. We finally got a new episode. Y'all know they just takes off whenever the hell they want to. So we got a new episode. Last week's episode was hilarious. That was Sheree's, uh like little sleepover, slumber party, pajama jam jam, naked candy coated nights ass event i don't know what the hell we call it but you know but this week we got candy and kenya meeting up with their daughters and at some point candy tells kenya about the conversation with marlo that she had at sheree's house and she tells her about her kicking out the boys for that 30 day break or whatever i don't think anyone knows the time period that mario not mario child she she sound like Mario, but you know Marlo uh, has put on this. But Candy tells her all about it. Now, what do I think about this thirty day break? So I feel a lot of ways. One, I understand that they're not necessarily Marlo's priority, not priority, Marlo's uh, responsibility. But she's taking on their role, so I don't know how realistic it is to be just giving away kids. But also, if I was Marlo, because I, you know, I, I do not want kids. I don't want marriage. I don't really want any of that. But if I had some kids, I'd probably be trying to give their ass away too. So, you know, child, the kids be a lot to ask a lot of damn questions. I can't take all that in my damn life, okay? So, Marlo, I'm, I'm of a lot of different minds about this because Kicked out one is a strong word because they just went to live with your sister who is also family. So it seems like y'all are doing this to help your sister. So I'm okay with you putting some of the pressure on her so it's not all on your shoulders. But if you've taken on that role of Monty, then they really should be your responsibility, especially since she, your sister, already has three kids or four kids that are all like young. Like that's, that's a lot, sis. I don't know. Marlo, they go drag you and dog you, but I hope you just get them back into the house, get them back on the right path. Like, you're not doing motherhood wrong. You just need to tighten up the ship. Like, you keep saying you think you're going to fail those boys. You're not going to fail them. They're doing a lot better than they were doing. That's the thing. So go ahead, give it another chance, bring them back in the damn house. You ain't have to go on this damn girl's trip. You could have let they ass come on back home and you could have watched them. But you know, I'm going to let you slide. We're going to let you slide. You just do whatever the hell you want to do, okay? Get Bring them damn boys back in the house. Teach them how to be young, strong, strong black men. Let them get them a wife or husband, you know, and just let them go on about their day, have some kids, go adopt, be professionals, be doctors, be lawyers, be entertainers. I don't care what they are, just as long as they are off the streets. Okay, Marlo? So, I, don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. Give up on them if you want. I don't know. It ain't my business. But don't give up on them, okay? Sheree and that baby toe, let me tell you something. That's what your ass get for trying to squeeze your big ass foot into them little bitty ass toddler shoes. Let me tell y'all something. Women kill me, not girls. Women, women kill me when they need to uh, be in a damn woman's shoe, but they try to squeeze into some damn kid's shoe to save money. Feet look like some goddamn talents. Feet look like, uh, y'all remember what cold feet looked like on Martin when uh, him and Tommy came to stay with Martin for the night and told Flick that toenail across the room and hit Gina in that damn forehead. See, 
Y'all need to cut that shit out. That shit childish. I know you're trying to save money, but damn, just wear your own size. It don't pay to have your whole damn heel scraping the ground because it's hanging off the back of that flip-flop. That shit don't make sense. Sheree, you too grown for that shit. I don't know if that was no situation, but I just feel like that was no situation, okay? You too damn grown for that shit. Cut it out. Marlo's game for picking the bedrooms was so damn shady she had candles as gifts for everybody and there was a shady ass description on it for everyone so like there was a title and then there was a whole description on the candle if you guess it right then you get that candle and you get to go pick your room first i kind of like this though so let's do some why don't we do something for like a couple other housewives that weren't on marlo's list so the first one the name of the candle is destitute and poverty stricken the description rummages through clothes of lip licking <laughs> alleged sex traffickers. Who is that? That's Erica Jane. Correct. Good job, guys. So the name of the other one. Why don't we do one more? It's going to be hostess with the leastest description. Paused like a Nintendo switch during a bathroom break. She makes it rude, upsetting, horrendous, scandalous, literally anything except nice. Who is that? Do, 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 do. That's Dorinda. Okay, see Marlo. I think I'm gonna do this on my next family vacation. That's a good way to pick rooms. I I I, I think I like this. I know there are some people who watched this episode, heard Kenya decided not to come on the trip, and was like, uh uh-uh, uh. See, Kenya is smelling herself a little too much. She's being just like Nene. See me? I knew from the jump. I knew from the jump. Kenya Moore was coming on this trip. Kenya Moore is a professional and she knows that she's needed on this damn show. And she is the false mort. Ooh, I get tripped up every time I try to say the word. She's a force multiplier in Atlanta. So she knows she's ne- She's a contributor. Okay. She's she contributes to the things. Kenya popped up with her own car and her own house and her, well, I was about to say her own baby, but child, I didn't nobody know where the hell Brooklyn was. Child, Brooklyn might have been in Brooklyn or in the Bronx or Harlem or somewhere, but she damn sure wasn't in Blue Ridge Mountains or whatever the hell that is. With uh, oh, I want this Blue State Mountains like where Tad is. That's a really random question. Don't answer that. Don't matter. Marlo versus Kenya again. <laughs> Marlo was throwing those pleasantries one by one by one by one. But we knew that it wouldn't last before she started showing the blackest part of her ass, baby. Kenya has her own house rented, but Marlo doesn't want her to participate in any of the festivities if she's not staying in the house. Child, this led to one of the most civilized, non-voice-raising-ass arguments I've ever seen on reality TV. Neither wants to show their asses in a restaurant full of white locals. <laughs> so they're trying their, their damnness to have this sanctified Holy Ghost ass argument with about who's the bigger victim in terms of the other one. Child, it was, shit was all ridiculous and we still don't know whether or not Kenny going to stay at the damn house. But I'm assuming she isn't. See, now that's how you gag a bitch right there. A bitch try to spend her money on you and you got your own shit. I know that's right. Y'all, I've been rambling for an hour now. I'm going to get the hell off of here. I know y'all tired of me talking, but I, you know, I I wanted to give y'all, I haven't done a solo episode in a minute, so I want to do a, well, I do one every week when I do my damn bonus episodes, but I want to give y'all a solo episode with some inscripted content. So, if you liked it, y'all know what to do. Follow me on social media. Give me a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your damn podcast, okay? If you feel so inclined, you can always buy me a coffee, www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics2. That's the number two because I said my name was too damn long. Whew. I always appreciate y'all. I love y'all for listening. I love y'all for sitting through all of these mega rants that I had. I plan for this episode to be like literally 25 minutes long. I don't know what the hell happened. When you get me to talking about reality TV, there's no shutting my ass up. Y'all, I'm Kendrick. That's socks. <laughs> and we'll see ya. Oh, wow. 
You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.